Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of EdUp EdTech. I'm your host, Holly Owens, and we have another amazing guest with us today. We have Ross Young, who is the Executive VP of North America at LineWise on the line. Hi, Ross. Welcome to the show. Hi, Holly. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to get into all the details about LineWise and talk about all the wonderful things that you're doing in the ed tech space. But before we get into all that, we want to know more about you, Ross. So tell us about yourself and your journey. How did you get involved in ed- educational technology? Great. Yeah, definitely. So I've been working with educators and in school institutions for roughly 12 years. I was working with a very early startup a cybersecurity company called iBoss. And ultimately, some of the security platforms that we were providing are required by law for school districts. So blocking pornography. When the SIPA uh, statute came out for the Children's Internet Protection Act. So I helped pioneer that organization into the educational market, and I've been in it ever since. Well, that is amazing. And so... Talk a little bit about, you know, what your, what your role is at LimeWise. I know before the cover, like we're trying to figure out your title and what you do. So give us a little bit of background about what you're actually doing with the company. Definitely. So I'm executive vice president of North America, which basically means I do everything. So everything from taking out the trash all the way up to making uh, product direction decisions for what we're doing uh, with the future direction or roadmap of the product in and of itself. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Day everything we're taking out the trash to doing all that stuff. Awesome. What else? Yeah. So we essentially um, provide a solution that enables teachers to teach better in the classroom. So I help uh, coordinate our customer advisory board. Uh, I I lead our sales organization. And then I also uh, help find organizations that we can merge with and acquire, also known as M&A. So we're a publicly traded organization. So as an executive of the company, I'm concerned and really work with our our teams on, what does our P&L look like? Uh, what are our financial goals and how does that align uh, with what the education market can uh, support? So I'm making sure that we're really all in balance from that perspective. You're definitely doing a lot of different things and, and balancing a lot in your role. And I love that because always executive vice president is like, uh, you think of somebody like at the, at the very top level of, you know, their career and at the, at the company, but also the, it sounds like you're really going to be, you're in the trenches, you're making sure things that are aligning and what's going on and making sure that people are informed. Right. Yeah. So that's awesome. I want to know about your journey into this space and who, who influenced you along the way. Do you have anybody in particular or, 
certain people you want to shout out in this journey that helped you along the way? Yeah, definitely. So basically my mother uh, really helped push me in education. You know, she at a very young age, um, you know, needed to support her family and actually dropped out of, uh, of school um, and went to work and worked three or four jobs uh, when I was a child to, to really support me and or my brothers and I. And she went back at, uh, in her mid-40s to get her GED and actually go and get a degree uh, to get into the position that she is today. So education's always had, you know, uh, a soft place in my heart because I watched, you know, my mother struggle without it. And when she had the capacity to, she really dove in and went uh, and got her degree and was able to, to, to provide, you know, better for herself in her later years. So it's always had, you know, a place in my heart. So really calling her out in that particular area. Uh, so when I got involved in, you know, the educational space, she really helped grow and push me along that not only was I, you know, earning an, uh, an income, but I was making an impact. So uh, I really leave it there uh, with mom. Oh, I love what you just said about earning an income, but also making an impact because people have a tendency to forget that a lot of people like yourself who get into the ed tech industry, we have that inspiration from education or are from our personal experiences as to why we got in this space. And it's not just about the money, but it's also influencing the lives of students and teachers and right. making sure that we are in fact making a difference. So I love that you said that. Yeah, and, and I'd like to add on to that a little bit around specifically what we're doing um, is literally saving lives. So, you know, we're not providing a, a tool that, you know, helps kids, you know, really learn about a specific subject, but we're helping um, identify early indicators of, you know, suicide, school violence, um, you know, uh, cyberbullying, etc., uh, and some of those breadcrumbs are, and clues to that are left uh, in the digital world. So that's really what we're focused on today is protecting every child's digital journey. So uh, more so than, you know, better than working in the ed, ed, ed tech space, we're also you know, really pioneering in the, in the mental health space. Yeah, and I think these are things that aren't necessarily normalized or talked about enough in the space. And I really like, you know, I... I intentionally stay away from um, looking at the website of the ed tech company. Like I, I looked at your website and I, I did some review and studying before the show, but I like to hear, you know, the guests from their perspective. And I really appreciate the fact that you are saying, you know, the saving of the lives and identifying different things that are happening. Like when I was in, when I was younger and was in school eons ago, like these things with social media and cyberbullying didn't exist. And these are so prevalent among our, you know, our younger students now that it's like a thing that they have to grow up with and they have to, they encounter, um, whether it's a friend or if it's, it's them personally experiencing or the parents, what they have to do or how, how to mitigate those situations. And really, you don't realize what an impact technologies like this have on, on helping those students and those learners. So thank you for, you know, making something like this, but also being on the backside, a passionate person about this, this topic. Yeah. Thank you. It's really close to my heart. Um, so, you know, you've talked a little bit about LineWise and before we get into the dive a little bit deeper into what you guys offer, I want to know as an ed tech expert, cause you're on the show and you are a, you know, a VP, what is your personal definition of educational technology? Right. 
Any technology that supports learning, it's very broad, right? Uh, but literally education without technology today um, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be able to function given the things that have gone on in the last couple of years, specifically with the pandemic. So it was really a catalyst for everything to be online. So education is technology today. So pretty much everything that surrounds, uh, you know, education uh, and uh, and the internet uh, is that tech. Yeah, definitely. And I love I love that broad definition because it's true. We wouldn't be able to continue forward as we have with education during the the constraints of a pandemic and not being able to be around each other. So that's very important that things exist that allow us to continue to educate learners and also from your standpoint, protect um, you know, the, the, the learners on that side. So let's get into some more details about what, it, talk about some of the products, some of the services that you offer um, you know, through LineWise and how it helps inst- educational institutions and what does it do? Yeah, there's a few categories that we plan and you know, when we get into ed tech specifically, we can talk about the consolidation of the market. You know, there's a lot of private equity that's moved in and consolidation around peripheral technologies that become a platform or a solution. So that's what we've done at LineWise is really built the most comprehensive student safety platform on the market that has taken so uh, a few different technologies and combined them into a solution. So there's, I'll start with each particular category. First being a content filter. So we have a hybrid cloud content filter uh, that's required by law per SIPA. So we block pornography uh, for districts on all devices and all operating systems on campus and off campus, right? You know, students uh, constantly try to get around filters to circumvent and try to get to games, but there's also, you know, some some innocence issues there that that could be exposed on school district-owned assets that we protect from, from a cybersecurity perspective. That's one area. Another area we focus in is classroom management. So classroom management sounds very broad, but it's uh, a technology that has really grown in popularity over the last, let's say, two and a half years or so. So we enable the teachers to leverage technology uh, and the way that they want to teach with, uh, while minimizing distractions for students. So essentially, it allows teachers to see screens of all the devices um, of students that are in their classroom, whether they're um, in asynchronous learning or synchronous learning in a classroom environment or in a hybrid modality of learning at home as well. So it allows the teacher, for example, say, we're gonna focus only on this math application, this testing application. You can only access Microsoft Word on the devices that are issued. One of the problems in you know technology we look at uh, in general is, you know, the the country spent billions, if not trillions of dollars on providing bandwidth, um, uh, devices, all the wireless infrastructure um, and, and personnel to support tech, tech, to get technology into a user's hands. But it actually gives access to every distraction in the world, right? If you think about it. Yeah, um, so, definitely. Technology yeah. is a huge distraction in the classroom besides the normal classroom management things that you have to deal with on a daily basis as an educator, besides now we have, you know, these one-to-one device situations and how they can go out on sites and play, you know, Minecraft, whatever. So definitely you're hitting the nail on the head there. 
Yes, and, and that's been a huge problem for teachers. They say, I have 30 Chromebooks in front of me. How do I know that they're focused on you know, writing an essay instead of watching Minecraft videos on YouTube, right? So that you know, really allows the teacher to, to leverage that device uh, to get the most out of it the way they see fit and get back to teaching. So that's the second category. The third category is student safety monitoring, right? So everything typed into an institutionally owned device um, uh, we actually have AI that analyzes that to look at a couple of different categories. So it looks for children at risk that are vulnerable for self-harm, suicide, and depression. It looks for uh, children that are at risk for sexual abuse at home. It looks for you know, risk of cyberbullying. It looks for at risk for children being groomed online and school violence, of course. So we can monitor literally everything and every input on all the devices. Um, and even if it's offline, you know, for example, the student types in, you know, a suicide note on Notepad, even while they're offline, our technology can pick it up and get it to the right people to call the school and get it in front of, you know, the mental health professionals and counselors at the school districts. That's a, a key component. We've seen a dramatic rise um, in those types of alerts since uh, students have been in cases isolated at home. Um, uh, the next category is digital safety education for the community. So most parents are unaware of how their kid use technology and can stay up on the latest applications. And frankly, uh, districts are putting devices in homes that may have never had a device at home, depending on the digital equity situation. So we provide a program at no cost to any one of our district partners. Uh, that helps them educate parents on what are the latest apps that kids are using? What has your child been doing online on the school issued device? Or even here's, we provide a free application for parents to put on their own children's personal devices to get similar visibility there. So they can have discussions around, you know, purity issues that are specific to their home and their values around making decisions on, you know, uh, screen time for their children and monitoring that so they can be a proactive digital parent to ultimately create better digital citizens for our world to equip them um, uh, in today's world. So that's, that pretty yeah. much sums it up. Yeah, that's, sound, that's a lot of great areas that you're touching. And it sounds like you're very, you know, obviously digitally aware, but you're also very culturally aware of what people are, what the, the norms are in, at home and what they're experiencing and also providing that support to parents. I mean, uh, the applications that just come out on a daily basis, it's so hard to keep track of what's coming next. You know, like uh, TikTok has like put Snapchat, you know, at, like outdated it. It's like, the, you know, TikTok is just so much quicker and easier to, to scroll through different things and like, you just don't know, you know, my, I have a younger sister who's 12 and she comes and she talks about applications and I'm like, what are you, I don't even know what she's talking about. Cause I've never seen it. Right. And I consider myself to be pretty aware cause I work in instructional design and ed tech that I know what's happening. So just the, that simple thing of just helping parents and making them aware of what exists on the market and what they should be looking out for. Bravo. That's, that's very that's awesome for parents. And I, I would, as a parent or guardian, I would definitely take up, you know, more education, educational opportunities to learn more about that. Yeah. It's been very popular, uh, especially for the school boards um, where parents, you know, want more information about what's going on in certain cases. Right. Um, but in, in addition to 
uh, helping have a fighting chance against one of the biggest pandemics going on, which is child suicide and looking for early indicators of that and making parents aware, especially look for early indicators also of school violence, right? You know, when those incidents unfortunately have happened and they go back and do investigation, they find lots of clues, digi digital clues for that. So, you know, we really want um, to empower school districts to have visibility to get in the right place, but also the parent side as well. Right. And I think that, that I'm so glad that you're on the show and that I'm learning more about this and also that you're, we're sharing this with the larger audience as well, which is full of, you know, educators, full of um, faculty members, parents, guardians, so they will get knowledge of what exists and what they can do to support, you know, presenting this information and, you know, finding out when things like that are happening. Um, like you said, you were saying that it's like escalated, like the amount of alerts and things that you're getting um, from these systems that are telling you about, you know, like suicide and, you know, different things that are happening with our students because post pandemic, it's like, it's just a different world we're living in. And they really, you know, young minds, it's really hard for them to cope with what we're, what's happening in our society. Right. Yeah. So is there, is there anything that you can talk about without violating any non-disclosure agreements or things with the, the company that what's on the roadmap? You're already doing a lot of wonderful things with LineWise and offering support in all parts of the education community. Is there anything you can share? Like what are some of your upcoming goals? Yeah, definitely. So we've made a couple of acquisitions and that's one of the things that's happening at EdTech, as I mentioned earlier, is the, um, the consolidation of some of these technologies. So we've acquired um, two businesses just within the last year that are EdTech companies as well. So our focus right now is getting all those tech, taking the best components from each of those technologies and getting them into our uh, entire solution to get them to talk to one another across the board so that we can really provide a single pane of glass of visibility from the different personas that uh, look at this information. For example, you know, a superintendent is going to have a different um, uh, lens than a tech director will or an IT admin will or a student safety coordinator will. So um, there's, a, there's a massive push towards uh, what is working in ed tech and how can I get data out of the solutions that I have in my technology stack to look at learning outcomes from the investments I've made. The space is becoming very crowded. So we're focused on providing learning analytics and visibility to the different stakeholders of the district through the technologies we're currently providing. Um, you know, what is the ROI on that math application I bought versus, you know, uh, iReady or, uh, you know, what's the utilization of, of Canvas at this school and how does that correlate to the testing scores? That information is visible through content filters because we're tracking every URL and the amount of timeline URLs and things of that nature. So really focused on getting our technologies to work together and then also providing insights that are collected from the technologies that are deployed. Wow. This is fantastic stuff. And I've, in just a short amount of time, I've learned so much from what you're doing. And I'm so glad that technologies like yours exist and have come into spotlight and come to fruition and in, in institutions and schools are using them. Now wrapping things up, I always ask the guests, 
the same final two questions. So the one question is, what did we miss? Anything else that you'd like to share with us, Ross, about line-wise? And then tell us, you know, bring out your crystal ball, do whatever you have to do. Tell us, what does the future of educational technology look like? Right. So from what we missed, I think we covered a lot. I'd love to go more in depth. We, but you know, we're capped at 30 minutes. Obviously I'm pretty passionate about this. I would love to. You are. And I'm going to put a lot of stuff in the show notes for the audience to dive into with you. So I definitely think you've shared a lot, but I want them to dive deeper and I want them to go to them show notes and click on the links that we're going to provide. Yeah. One thing I'd like to put out to your our listeners here is that we are hiring and we want to hire from within the ed tech market. So for educators, uh, administrators, et cetera, please reach out. We want uh, to get your knowledge and experience integrated into uh, the wisdom uh, to influence the products that we're delivering to the market to make sure they're relevant. So please reach out. So I would say that's one thing we didn't talk about. Yes. And we're going to definitely encourage them to do that. Um, Like I said, in the show notes, we're going to have links to how you can catch up with Ross and look at all things line wise. So what does the future of ed tech look like? Ross, tell us. Right. A lot, a lot of funding is coming into the ed tech market. There, you know, previously when you heard about software as a service and lots of investment going on in Silicon Valley and now Silicon Slopes in Utah and some of those other areas for for SaaS, those same private equity companies are now really looking at ed tech. So you can see billions and billions of dollars poured into this particular industry. Again, a lot of consolidation and of um, of talent. Uh, and of technologies and working together and become a much more um, uh, mature industry than it is today to catch up to, you know, all of the the unicorns in SaaS that have happened, unicorn meaning worth a billion. There's multiple uh, IPOs now that have happened within the ed tech space, and there's going to be more private equity and more IPOs that you'll see. Yeah, well, I think this is such a good time for the ed tech industry to get the recognition and the financial support and all types of support that it deserves um, because of how we have as you know vice presidents and instructional designers and faculty members and educators, how we have held up education and help continue to move things forward for our learners while keeping them safe. So Ross, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and quickly talking about all the wonderful things you're doing at LineWise. And we look forward to seeing your growth and seeing, you know, what you do in the future. And we can't, I really can't thank you enough for what you're doing for our learners and for our institution. So thank you. Holly, it was really a pleasure to connect with you and look forward to connecting again in the future networking. Absolutely. We always like to do follow-up episodes to see where we at. you know, like when they used to do like the home makeovers and then they used to go back and see what, how things were, how the family was doing. We want to reconnect with, with our guests. So we're definitely going to have one of those. Great. Well, Holly, thank you. It was really a pleasure. No problem. And that's another episode of Ed Up Ed Tech. You've been listening to another episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content 
and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens.